I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Russell me, Pete. Oh, Mark, did you know the WWE have been investigated in Orlando, Orange County, uh, as a COVID hotspot? Yeah. In Amway and Full Sail. They love that a bit COVID. of publicity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real... Republican conventions... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, to be Republican, honest, Pete, Republican WWE, town halls. WWE is basically a Republican convention, <laughs> isn't it? Is. Uh, by the time this one goes out, will there be a new president? Um, I don't know. Well, not because the new, it doesn't it doesn't start. Oh, we'll know. know it's coming, but yeah. we'll know he's, he's getting his all of his tasteless oh. memorabilia out of the Oval well, Office. I, I'm sure everyone who's heard the result is going <laughs> yes, but yeah. Well, there won't be a new president for another. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. The reality is, uh, do we need to change this up? What do you mean? As in, well, we've been. I like to think of us as being the sort of bad boys of wrestling podcasting. Yeah, okay. Um, so we, we've demonstrated that by during the Trump era being very left wing. Yeah, uh, very sort of like you know uh, decent. Yes. Now we've got Biden in, possibly. Mark, I mean, I, I, I know everyone's very excited about <laughs> the about the exit polls and the the early voting and yeah. stuff, but. I wouldn't count any chickens. No, no. I, do you know what? I think the last four years of voting have taught me that. that yes. some, sometimes the things yeah. that I want aren't necessarily in line with the rest of the country. Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, people seem to talk a good game, don't they? Don't but they? when they're in the little box where no one can see what they're doing, dirty yeah. little toys. Oh. <laughs> dirty little secret toys. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. I suppose that's because people aren't ashamed to say that they vote for Labour or left-wing party or the Greens. Mm. People aren't afraid of that. You know, they're... They're, they're, no one lies about that. Yeah. But I think... Apart from Lee Hurst. Think, Is it Lee Hurst? I think people lie about voting Tory. So then they go, yes, I, oh, I haven't quite made up my mind. And you go, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's not That's not definitely a Tory. You know? <laughs> if you don't say, I vote Labour, then as far as I'm concerned, whatever you say, I think you're a Tory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that... Even if you say Libs, you, you oh, are yeah. very much... Well, you oh, know, I think I've got green this time. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Sorry. So you're voting Lib Dem, so what's wrong with <laughs> Labour? Isn't, isn't Labour mainly the best bits of the Lib Dem things? <laughs> well, I mean, you're certainly entitled to tour. <laughs> <laughs> when that Marcus Rashford thing is going out and, 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 and in the middle of a pandemic where everyone's dying, yeah. no one's got a track and trace app, everyone's <laughs> fucked, absolutely fucked financially, socially, no one can see anyone, you gov. Tories up to yeah, two points. Isn't it, it's isn't like, it? go fuck yourself, no, I, UK. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. I am, a, I am absolutely, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a, what I would call a muscular liberal uh, in that I'm, 
I'm like a, a right winger, but I'm a right winger about liberal things. So, I, like intolerance. If I see people being intolerant, I do become very intolerant. Mm. Um, but one of the, th- I, 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 you know, the only thing I agree with the Tories about is the Marcus Rashford thing. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine. No, I just wanted to say that because it felt daring. Naughty. <laughs> naughty Mark. Naughty I think Mark. he's a hero. I mean, I, I, I know that's not a controversial statement. No, but it's, it's, it's genuinely it's a worth exciting. saying. There's very it? few important footballers, isn't there, yeah. really? Very few well, kind of people who, who use their wealth and fame for good. Yeah, I think he's slightly transcended the footballer part <laughs> yes, of it now. Yes. It's, it's like, he, oh yeah, he's, he's a living saint. He also occasionally plays football. But it's so like, like oh. a living saint... What's he done? He wanted to f- not kids to starve <laughs> in the first world have we economic so power. Far? It's like, what have, the fuck? Have we fallen so oh, far? Oh, my days. I, do you know what? If I was in Mansfield, all I'd say as well is I uh, I wouldn't vote for that prick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen him. He is uh, he's a piece of work. Yeah. I imagine he's the sort of person as well who would listen to a wrestling podcast. Yeah, um, he's he's a relatively young young bloke. You've, you ever been to Mansfield? Uh, I have. Yes, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Richard Beckins from Mansfield. Yeah, that's right. My I... ex girlfriend was from uh, Mansfield. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of flags up there. A lot of flags. Oh yeah, oh in yeah. The, in but the I mean, 90s. you know, the people of Mansfield. If you want to be represented by that person, I mean, you know, that's. Uh, I mean, there's an easy way to change it, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> if you are, I would like to know how many people in Mansfield right now are listening to this podcast. Yeah, if you are from Mansfield, give us an email. Yeah, do shortrestmepod.com. I, I imagine. Yeah, again, it's a little act of rebellion, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you listen to I just need to know you're not all yeah. nightmare people. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming from uh, an ex-Labour strong, stronghold of Newcastle, uh, Newcastle Highball. Yeah. I support Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> <Tired>. <laughs> right, uh, let's try and do one match. Uh, all in right, this. I, I tell you what, it is a bit annoying because this match is a very long match. Um, <laughs> but we are talking about Wrestle Kingdom 11. This dates mm. from the 4th of January 2017. They are in the Tokyo Dome at what... A beautiful venue for wrestling. What that is. a venue! Um, it's usually a baseball place, and I've yet to dirty my boots in that place. But I, oh, at a time where I can't visit Japan, and I just, I, I'm averaging as I hurtle towards my forties twice a year nowadays, yeah. and it's expensive. And I know I shouldn't keep on going back, but it just keeps every time. I is. just want to be in Shibuya, <laughs> and I just want to stand in the crossing. And I know it's just Leicester Square. I know it's shit. <laughs> But I just want to sit there and go, oh, yes. It is. I can buy pop everywhere. It is. I mean, I've been there with you. It's the only time I've been. And it is a unique place in that it it is like nowhere else on earth. Mm. It is everything that you think it's going to be is exactly that. Yep. And it is sort of much better in that, oh, it's much, much cleaner. And everyone's much, much more sort of, you know, friendly. People frequently sort of go, Pete's a bit weird for going back all Mm. the time. Pete is weird. But then they never say that if they've been. <laughs> no, really, no, really true, really true. I, I, I find it all, like it was almost. It's almost for me like a bit of a hallucination mm. that I feel like I sort of go. I can picture, a lot of jet lag as well. Like, to be picture fair. lots of. Well, it is, isn't it? But you're also you've never ever been so far away from everyone that you know. Yeah, that, okay, cause, cause you're we, a long way away because you went to Korea for a few days. For, mm. We did about four or five days there, and then went to Japan for about a week and a half. And and yeah, so we were in a situation where we had experience and I would say that, that, that I wasn't in, as into Korea as I was in Japan but yeah. I did go back to Korea I had a lovely time and I, and I, I, I Korea, Taiwan, China I need to spend more time there but, but, but Japan just will always pop me in there's something so so magic about it mm. it is it is a bit like and I know this is a very derogatory thing to say mm. it's a bit like a theme park in mm. that you just sort of go everything is so perfectly done mm. so much attention to detail yeah. they've done here you know in every detail they've got, they've got respect for themselves and their environment and they don't 
invariably don't enjoy foreigners being there. No, although we got, we, we actually, I mean, you know. We had a lovely time, and man to man, person to person, yeah. they are lovely. Do you remember we went but past a window? Socially, yeah. politically, they are very big into Japanese ethnic uh, um, superiority. Yeah. This is the whole COVID Japanese thing. Japanese exceptionalism think, uh, they, in the same yeah. way that we have British exceptionalism. Yes. They are we don't too... think we're ethnically, uh, probably because we're getting our asses kicked by it, but <laughs> 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 probably because our figures are terrible, but we don't genuinely think uh, that uh, if we got COVID, we wouldn't tell anyone uh, no. because that would be uh, terribly, terribly gauche and no one would ever trust me again because I've got such a weak uh, constitution that I mean, I'll, I'll get ill from COVID. And also, they think that genuinely um, uh, the, the Japanese are the super they yeah. can't get COVID. That's why their figures are so low. Do you remember that night when we were going through, and it was the, one of the first nights we were in Japan, it was like mm. a port town. Right. Was it, was it, it began with N, and I can't remember which one it was. Uh, it wasn't Nagoya, was it? Or? Where did we sort of, maybe we flew into Fukuoka? I can't Fukuoka, remember. Fukuoka, I think we did. Right. And we were walking past a, uh, just, just down a little road, and mm. we could hear music coming from a place. Mm. And we thought, is it a bar? Mm. I don't know. And so I think we rang the bell. Mm. and a bloke came down and we said is it a bar and he said no uh, it's a private house he said what it, but why don't you come up for a drink mm. and do you remember they just played their music for us yeah. and they were really super nice and they, you know we had a lot to drink and it was just that I mean that was delightful yeah it feels I mean again it just all feels like a dream <laughs> it feels like a mad dream <laughs> but honestly I, 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 seeing the Tokyo Dome here A one thing that you know, really hits you here is crowds mm. and you just go God to actually just be part of a crowd again yes you know not not anxious about the person next to you but just mm. going this is normal of course yeah for 2000 years it fucking asked <laughs> it's, it's only it's only recently um and I, I when we were in japan i did i did go to the tokyo dome and mm. i went there solely to see the tokyo dome mm. uh, in the same way that i was overjoyed to see the la auditorium in, in los angeles <laughs> at the start of this year uh, I, there is something for me about going to see those venues that you've seen a million times on on mm. little tapes and again part of that thing about japan you, you can't really do it so much in America because America is America and everyone speaks English. It lacks it. Mm. But going on a pilgrimage to the Tokyo Dome yeah. in some way seems like an acceptable way to spend an <laughs> afternoon. Um, it's be, I mean, it looks incredible. The way that they've, they've lit the ring is they, they really sort of don't have that thing of going, we want everyone to see the size of the crowd. Mm. The size of the crowd in this is not huge, I must admit. <laughs> they've got, they uh, seem quite spread out. Yeah, they the banks wanted of, the banks of seats seem the, quite spread out. They were boasting and sort of uh, boasting, but they were saying they definitely wanted a crowd of about thirty thousand. Right. Which in America, I mean, I mean that is a third of a big WrestleMania, mm. really. Um, what you've got here is a crowd of twenty six thousand one hundred ninety two. Right. So that does seem quite small. Yeah, I don't so, know what I don't know what the actual baseball kind of um, thing, but I don't know how far it went back because again, you didn't really see a lot of them. No, mm. I mean one of the things that they've done uh, in recent years is mm. because there is such demand tickets and spaces they've actually now put Wrestle Kingdom over two nights right uh, I imagine the same people yeah, go we'll both just go, nights yeah exactly you don't want to miss out on something but do you it's like when you do podcasts sometimes <laughs> and you do an hour and a half record and then you go there's no way I'm putting that out because that took us ages <laughs> we'll, we'll chop it in two 45 minutes and I'll release the other one Bang. two days time yeah double the ad the thing is we, we never do because we always record too long and then we'll go, oh, just put that out. And then yeah. the next episode will be much shorter. <laughs> and then we're like, we should have just leveled it out, but it would take too much cerebral. Yeah. Um, uh, it would just, it would I, just I be, love it. I, I love it when you now. say it will take too much cerebral, cerebral and then everything just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it probably. Oh, <laughs> My brain goes, 
Pete's trying to the little numbskulls that live in my brain, like in the dandy books. Um, they're going. <laughs> Peter is saying cerebral. Let's really mug him off by b- making him unable to use his words. Let's start kicking the little one that controls the <laughs> thought pattern. Doof, doof. <laughs> awful, awful man. Why am I even here? Continue, Mark. We start with um, this. Actually, didn't make it onto the pay per view, but this is one that they'd sort of. I, I, yes. Again, it, it's a, a slightly sort of before the pay per view stream mm. uh, or the streaming thing. You would be able to watch this for free. Mm. Um, and this is the New Japan Rumble. It's become a bit of a tradition, much like the sort of Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, that I think does that predate the New Japan Rumble. Certainly, it's around about the same time, if not actually ahead of New Japan. <laughs> um, but what they do here is they have participants entering at one-minute intervals, and they're eliminated not just by being thrown over the top rope, but by pinfall or submission. Um, and what this match does is it's like the Andre the Giant one. It's a way of getting everyone onto the, the card yeah. and getting a you mm-hmm. know a payday. And you know you get to see, for example, Jushin Liger, who is in in this match, which sort of seems astonishing but <laughs> once you've seen the rest of the card you're like yeah well why, yeah. why would you put him anywhere else he's not in his 60s <laughs> no. they they use this to some degree for a bit of like comedy and a bit of fun yeah and it's it works when it works absolutely perfectly <laughs> this is a thing they should be doing with the andre the giant thing although because they don't have those individual entrances mm. you know you, you wouldn't really bring hacks or jim duggan back and he's just in the middle of the whole thing and you're like <laughs> somewhere in there is hacks or jim duggan <laughs> what this works really nicely as is it's a way of them just going we are going to let you see some people that you wouldn't expect to see mm. from our illustrious history and they will come out and they will have fun and they won't be humiliated it's just a yeah. really really nice way of doing it so the first person who comes out is Michael Elgin. Yes. Um, the boy Mal- Michael Elgin is the... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what version you were listening to, but mm. you uh, you certainly suggested to me to watch a certain feed. Um, it was in Russian. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking over the top of the Japanese, yeah, which I, was really distracting. I'd really, I'd actually suggested that one to you before maybe it was I then the American. watched it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think... No, yeah. So what was happening was, it was the American... Yep. Over the top of the Japanese, and then on the top of that, yep. I believe, was, was a Russian, the, who, was had, a Russian. who had done his own thing. And this wasn't like a, an official feed. <laughs> this was a guy just going, oh, I'll do this for my Russian friends. Yeah, I mean, good, good on him, but it yeah. was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> so you then had to join New Japan World. Yes, so that you and could I've just remembered now that I'm still a member and I need to cut myself out of that. <laughs> did you Did you um, watch it in Japanese or English? I watched it in English. Yeah. So, so I managed to see that. But, but I just like the fact that in this match, uh, he was described the boy. The my boy. Guy, he doesn't look like a boy. I, I, I'm going to say to you, young. one of the things that, that, that again, is, is a, a dickhead purist move mm. is when you get the chance, have a watch of that main event just with the Japanese commentary. Mm. The Japanese commentary, which I do not speak Japanese mm. at all. I know you're, you, 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 know, you're, you are quite advanced. Words. No, I'm not. I know three words, Mark. That is very advanced. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, listen to it in the Japanese. It does become... Uh, a thing that enhances it for some some reason. Just listening to the sort of cadence and the and the mm. ups and downs of it, yeah, it really makes it feel exciting. Yeah, and the American commentary can be a bit sort of like we are obviously squeezed into. I mean, they they are at ringside quite a lot, mm. but you slightly get the impression that they are freelancers brought in to do the commentary. They don't yeah. have the same investment, and 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 they're actually a bit. I mean, they know what they're talking about, but they're a bit kind of like oh, this is a little bit beneath. This is a bit of a joke. This is a bit fun <sighs> trying to put stuff. They do loads of Rapongi jokes as yeah. discussed in the last it's, episode. It's Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino, and both of them are, are very, very good, but I think they come mm. from that background where the commentary that they're doing isn't like at the WWE sell it, get it over level. What yeah. it's at is an independent level, independent, 
independent or indie level where <laughs> what they're doing is trying to be entertaining and they're you know they're talking really to a, a very small crowd yeah who, who are, know what they're talking about yeah, yeah. exactly and, they don't and, need you know, everything they don't need them, that yeah. but i think with something like new japan what you want is you don't really want sort of people being entertaining over it i just want you know, uh, there, there were. This was actually then divided up, and, and bizarrely, New Japan managed to get a, a small TV deal in the states, right? And it was revoiced by Jim Ross and Josh Josh Barnett, the MMA oh, right. fighter. And that commentary is much, much better. Mm. Even though Jim Ross has no idea who any of the Japanese people are, and just continually <laughs> wants to tell you he doesn't know any of the names. <laughs> they're hard to say. Yeah, but they're that's not, better. The thing is, though. The thing that people don't understand and, and will repeatedly joy, joyously tell you, uh, they, they will re, re, like be really excited about the fact that they can't announce that it can't announce that it, they're really simple. Yeah. Every Japanese um, syllable is said the exact same way every single fucking time. <laughs> it is. There's no, there's, you know, there's, you don't have to be, you don't have to sort of revoice it. Just look at what it says, read it out and say it repeatedly until it's in your fucking head. Absolutely. <laughs> the one thing that is funny about Japan uh, in, in wrestling terms is certainly at the top of the card, what you have is a lot of people, they, they don't tend to change people's names. Mm. So you use your real name. Yeah. Um, there, there are suddenly in this uh, event a lot of Tanahashis and a lot of Takahashis. Yes. And I think if you got those muddled up, you'd be like, that, that's fair enough. Mm. But when you're literally sort of looking at stuff and, you, you know, you can't say, I don't know, uh, Manabu Nakanit. Oh, fuck. You know <laughs> 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 but you throw, but, but Kunyaki uh, Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah. Kunyashi Kobayashi as well is if you watch wrestling yeah. you know that name as well as you know the strange name imagine the first time you see the word Cena yeah. C-E-N-A you go Kenna well, you, well, how would the Japanese say Huruku Huruku Hogan Huruku Hogan Japanese interesting thing about uh, Jushin Liger for example so Jushin Thunder Liger Liger like the cross between a lion and a tiger mm. Um, Liger is a L is a very very difficult yeah. word for the Japanese Liger. to say because it doesn't really exist, does it, mm. in the rest of the sort of mm. the speech patterns? For many many years, in the when he first appeared in all the wrestling magazines, they called him Jushin Riger, right? Yeah, and they yeah. called him that because whenever they talked to their Japanese stringer, they would mm. say, you know, we've got Jushin Riger, Riger, Riger. So they would just write down the R. Um, Liger is quite interesting that he chose a name that can't really yeah. be said. Have Tiger. As a, just have Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Or uh, Juicy Thunder Lion Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's still got the L. <laughs> I did very badly. There. Lion. Um, so Michael Elgin, out he comes. He is a, a US-based independent wrestler. Um, he, um, he'd spoken uh, in his career when he was at Ring of Honor how much he one day wanted to go to New Japan. Mm. And he was really sort of mocked for it. Just going, what, you and Japan? Yeah. They're like, Japan, you have to be really good to go to. <laughs> and he was sort of like, it was treated as a big joke, but Ring of Honor had a working relationship with New Japan. He went mm. to do the G1 tournament in Japan in 2015. When his name was in there, people were like, oh my God, you know, what a fucking disaster. <laughs> uh, and he did really well. And he really got over with the Japanese crowd. Nice fuck you to everyone who knows better. Yeah. Um, he had, so he had the last laugh. Things are not so good for him at the moment, unfortunately. Um, right. He's uh, been working for Impact Wrestling since about 2019. He's had some sort of um, uh, shoulder problems. Mm. You know, he's been off and everything. Uh, but his contract with Impact was terminated after allegations surfaced against him as part of the Speaking Out movement, right. uh, which happened earlier this year. Uh, and earlier this month, uh, he announced he was going into rehab for self-medicating with pain medication, which he'd basically been doing throughout his career, he mm. said. So uh, it's an annoying thing. I would like to mess around with seeing Michael Elgin and, you know, talk about his silly coat and things like that. Yeah. But then when you sort of go, okay, you know, his life is, uh, you know, uh, 
I feel I have to mention it, but at the same time, it brings the mood right down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's move on to number two, <laughs> Billy Gunn. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Out he comes. <laughs> the single Attitude Era star who has seemingly suffered the least <laughs> damage over the years, either physically or mentally. He's, I mean, to say that, he's not supposed to be very bright. <laughs> he seems to be a lovely guy. Um, no thinking, no worries, no problems. Just... <laughs> Out he comes. Get out, out he goes. Um, it's worth mentioning, he's also the world's tallest man, isn't he? <laughs> really? He's like a foot taller than Michael Elgin. Yeah, yeah he's, he's certainly taller than uh, Cheeseburger, who comes out later on. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what a way, Pete, to kick off your first Japanese show. Michael <laughs> Elgin versus Billy Gunn. <laughs> Couldn't be any stranger, could it? <laughs> <laughs> so, presumably, like, people who sort of knew uh, these two wrestlers must be like, what the fuck is, like, watching this... Mm. On pay per view, like, what the fuck is going on? It was a bit weird. I said that New Japan was weird. I it, thought Japan was weird, but yeah, it, I wasn't expecting this. It was a bit weird. I mean, I mean, I think I think slightly there is the, the, the thing here where New Japan are going. Mm. International people might be watching, <laughs> so let's put these guys in. Uh, it's it, it is a strange one. Um, the first New Japan star who then comes out is Bone Soldier. Um, <laughs> yes, what? Uh, who I mean, the commentators. Uh, they just begin the English version. They just start calling him Smuggler. They've really yeah. got no sort of clue no. as to what's going on. It's the Smuggler, <laughs> um, really poor. Um, they, also, they, that, this is the bit where they titter about Rapongi and they yeah. talk about like buying Afghan there, mm. and it's really sort of they. Be, <laughs> it's like oh fuck it. So you know you, you, you're having a joke about smoking marijuana, which is for babies, <laughs> not the drug, but the joke. But but also that thing about going, I'd be very fucking careful about having marijuana in Rapongi. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that is a absolute deportation. I've been best. searched by a policeman in Rapongi. Have you? He was asking uh, what, what pills I had on me. Uh, to be fair, I probably had more pills than the average man because I had yeah. stomach tablets. You got stomach tablets and an <laughs> inhaler. Yes, I bet he would have. I bet. He, I bet they would have torn that apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you, you, you get bothered a lot, don't you? It's again. You, do you get bothered a lot just as, yeah, as, as a Westerner? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just no. In Rapongi, I think they're uh, used to kind of. I think they've just. I think there's just jobs worth. They just go off, go on a Rapongi, just bother some foreigners. <laughs> I, I do think the Japanese believe that the Westerners are very, very off their head all the time. <laughs> they, they, it's, it's a strange one. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bone Soldier is one of the very few terrible uh, Japanese gimmicks mm. that um, New Japan sort of half-heartedly <laughs> sort of tried to work out. They, uh, this guy was previously uh, Captain New Japan, who I think Ooh. you may have seen before. Lovely. On something. Right. He's sort of like Captain America, but he's Captain New Japan. <laughs> I mean, the name really does they say do like it all. They a mascot, don't they, I suppose? The Japanese. Big suck-up company stooge. <laughs> Imagine being given the gimmick of being Mr. Captain WWE. WWE. Oh, yeah. my God, it's so... I'm Lord W. WWE, <laughs> just people spitting at you. Um, it, it, the Bone Soldier gimmick. Nobody really knew what it was. Nobody liked it. It was actually voted Wrestling Observer's worst gimmick of 2016, oh. the year before. I mean, it didn't seem that bad. It's a mask. Oh, it's all right. I don't mind that. Yeah, I mean, the smugglers would have been better. Um, <laughs> but but this would be Bone Soldier's last appearance. He would leave the company oh. just two months after this. Oh, what did he go to do? Um, I believe he just went and laid in a pit. <laughs> But the other bone soldiers, oh. I don't know. I don't know. He he has seemingly Shit, seemed to disappear. <laughs> he, he has disappeared. I actually can't remember his name either. But right. um, 
I mean, what a what an awful epitaph for a career. A man, a man, big fight at the start. A man saying, "I've done all this research," and you go, "What's his name?" And you go, "No idea," and we just move on uh, to cheeseburger. <laughs> now, I like cheeseburger. I want to, yeah. I want to see more of cheeseburger, please. Yeah, cheeseburger was an, a Ring of Honor uh, star brought over um, the previous year for this same battle royale, right. and he got over really well in it because <laughs> the, Jap- the Japanese like novelty. Yeah, and he was a very small man who was trying very hard. Five foot eight. Let's make that very clear. Exactly my height. Yoink, he's not very that small. Jeez, yeah. oh, he looks tiny in that thing. When you stick him against Billy Gunn, that, <laughs> as I, working that out, that makes Billy Gunn probably around nine and a half feet tall. That's my, <laughs> my, my basic maths on it. Um, cheeseburger, one of those sort of funny things where uh, in Japan, they go, oh, we like that. But yeah. no one in Japan goes, if they like it, why don't we start making him... <laughs> Like you can watch twenty minute matches with him. Yes. They're like, no, 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 no. They like him, but do you know how they like him? They like him here. Yes. So he can do this for a bit. It'll be fine. You know what? He can get to the end. Yeah. And they go, will he win? They go, of course he fucking won't. Look at him. <laughs> so it's all done very sensibly. And um, the Japanese are like, oh, well, you know, that's nice. He might, he might do well. Mm. I don't think anyone in the audience is going. I would like to see him win. <laughs> WWE. He would win. He would win. Yeah. He would win handily. <laughs> um, fifth person out, Jushin Thunder Liger, the legend. Uh, mm. We're. I'm going to talk a tiny bit about him on uh, on the Patreon okay. uh, that we have, and I'm not doing that to be snide and go. Mm. Mm, you should get the Patreon, which you should. Um, <laughs> it's just because um, I'm doing so many in this. Yeah. That anymore, you're just sick in your hands. <laughs> uh, then outcoming uh, number six, looking like the boss from uh, one of those Yakuza video games. Yeah. In fact, Yakuza Six does feature a lot of people in this WrestleMania. Kingdom. Oh, is that true? 11, that true? Yeah. Oh, right. I think Naito, Tanahashi, Okada, and oh. Toru Yano, I think they're all in it. I think uh, there was a, um, I think, I think it was Yakuza, yeah. I think one of the Yakuza games, um, one bloke who also voiced the, is it Sven or Yen, the um, snowman in mm-hmm. Frozen? Olaf. Olaf. <laughs> well, that's Sven. Yen. Sven, Yen. Uh, he's still next to me in uh, halls. Um, French block, 17, younger, couldn't ring. Uh, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> he's beautiful, beautiful man. Um, anyway, he, uh, yeah, he voiced, I think, a, a, a guy in, in Yakuza, but also he did Olaf in Frozen and he was caught with cocaine. Uh, and obviously, Disney, not allowed to do that anymore. Yakuza no. got revoiced, I think. Aww. So there you go. Poor baby. Poor little naughty. Uh, yeah, he comes to what? Kunyaki Kobayashi, who does look like he's, um, he's got that lovely thing of you go, he could only have been a, a Japanese guy either involved in crime or physical sports. He <laughs> oh, just... he looks like uh, one of those kind of teddy boys that dance in Yogi Park. Doesn't he? He looks like a greaser from the 50s. He's 61. 61. 61. Blimey. He <laughs> feuded with the with the original and the second Tiger Mask yes. in the United 80s. One of the key opponents of the first Tiger Mask with... Um, mm. Uh, Black Tiger, Mark Rollable, Rocco, yes, um, nice. Dynamite Kid, and uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi was the other one. Um, he um, he was also the inventor of the Fisherman Suplex, which is better known as the Perfect Plex, the one that oh, right. um, Mr. Perfect does as a finisher. <laughs> he invents that. He does it in this match. He just quickly does it. Everyone goes, hey, that's all you, <laughs> you want. Need, it's yeah. magic. Uh, he was also the first ever opponent for Jushin Thunder Liger when he came out with his new gimmick and costume. Mm. So he's the, he, a lot of firsts that Kuniaki Kobayashi gets to do. <laughs> um, he uh, had retired about 10 years before, but he, he did carry on working in the New Japan Dojo. So right. he's sort of relatively fighting fit. He yeah. does miss a couple of key spots in this, but I love that sort of cameo. Yeah. I would love to see in WWE at WrestleMania, they do something nicely like this, where they bring back people who retired 10 years ago mm. and they get to come out and they just get to have a little bit of a last. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Pop. Yeah, a little bit of that sweet nectar (laughs) that they had to give up. (laughs) <laughs> um, but number seven out comes Tiger Mask 4. Yes. Um, the enemy of, of uh, Kodiaki Kobayashi <laughs> um, come back. Also known as the worst Tiger Mask. Oh, um, why is he the worst? Well, because the other three are properly legendary. Right. So the first one was a guy called Satori Sayama, and he was, you know, he is the man who made this gimmick. Mm. The second one was Mitsuharu Misawa, and Misawa went on to become one of the four heavenly kings. Mm. So under his own name, he had an absolute unbelievable run of Hall of Fame matches. Mm. The third one was Koji Kanemoto, who was a very good mid-90s guy, uh, sort of uh, light heavyweight under his own his own name. This guy does not have a name because <laughs> he's Tiger Mask 4. They don't have his identity published, which right. I do like. Um, but he has actually competed as Tiger Mask since 1995 which makes him the longest serving tiger, tiger masku. Yeah. When they choose a new one, do they do the like the 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 the, the flame and the yep, and the smoke? They do. They do and they <laughs> sing um I want to be a man man cub because that's the secret <laughs> of the flame um, for for the tiger. Yeah. It's so confusing. So much lore. <laughs> and out of the uh, out of the chimney what appears Pete? What? 
I don't know. I was thinking. Okay, I, I, hope, I, I was really I hoping you were going to say something funny. Like that Pope has the white smoke. Yeah. Uh, the tiger, it's... Uh, it's tiger milk. Good. Tiger, a spurt of tiger milk. Is that milk. tiger milk? <laughs> <laughs> Is that tiger milk? I notice you're selling it. And a lot of it. <laughs> Um, at number eight comes Manabu Nakanishi. He is uh, a, a, wearing a T-shirt that says Monster Morning. Yes. Do you want to know what a Monster Morning is? Uh, yes, Do I would. Do you want me Are to you... show you what a Monster Morning I, is? Is he morning? Has he just spelt morning wrong? And he's, 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 there was a monster that died. No, in 2015, he posted a picture of his breakfast on Twitter. Yeah. And it was absolutely fucking huge. It was the biggest <laughs> breakfast you've ever seen in your life. Consisted of two giant yeah. salads, ham, sausage, kabocha, which is a Japanese pumpkin. Is that kabocha? Right, okay. oh, kabocha. I don't know. I don't know. Um, lotus root, a rice omelette, croquettes, multiple plates of fruit, and roughly an entire bag of bread rolls. Holy moly. I do like that as a measuring thing. An entire bag. <laughs> yeah. How big How was the bag? The bag? Well, it doesn't matter. just an entire bag of bread rolls. <laughs> um, having, having basically put that up and got a really big response for it, he just began continually putting up pictures of his breakfast. <laughs> and I know that's a sort of like Instagram, oh, it's your lunch. Oh, just yeah, take yeah. pictures of your lunch. Yeah. His breakfasts are amazing. Yeah. Look at. They are so big. <laughs> They're also, again, because, they, because it's, it's Japan, you know what it's like, that sort of buffet thing that you get mm. where some things are sort of Western influence, but slightly odd. So you get a lot of frankfurters, a lot of strange egg sort of they've, they've tried to go these are scrambled and they're just <laughs> odd um but his is all just like a proper traditional japanese breakfast and it yeah. always looks absolutely fantastic it's like a heston blumenthal um but that made him quite a big star just having a big breakfast he, he was an olympic wrestler in 1992 he i think he came 11th overall mm. um and he wrestled until earlier this year so he'd been around a long career mm. um he also had a stint in wcw in 1995 to 1996 Oh. Um, just a strange you, he comes out and he hasn't got a lot of personality um, and you wouldn't think anything of it until you know about his big breakfast and the, <laughs> the fact he was in Atlanta for a year it's just really strange sort of life that wrestlers have <laughs> uh, number nine is um, Funky Weapon uh, uh, who is uh, Taguchi he is a popular mm. light heavyweight uh, his he, best moments really in tag teams right he does a lot of moves with his bum I noticed he, he enjoyed, does that, he did, enjoyed that that is the funky weapon that's the funky weapon is, is, is his bottom right he, um, he was a very he's a very good wrestler a good light heavyweight guy mm. um, one of those slight guys that whenever I see when he comes out when they kind of go on his opponent and he comes out I'm a bit like oh I find him a little <laughs> bit boring but they gave him lots of sort of comedy gimmicks um, he dresses up dresses up he dresses up dresses up dress <laughs> yeah. dress me Mark <laughs> dress me Pete <laughs> he dresses up as a sort of rugby player uh, and then the, this funky weapon thing he would wear sort of like uh, star-shaped disco glasses and, right, and he'd okay. just shake his rump a lot I mean <laughs> it's it's a strange one I, I, uh, Japanese comedy is is quite broad you know and yeah. he seems a sort of a, a very light comedy character <laughs> for me it, it's enough but yeah. I, uh, I don't want any more no, you don't, don't want any more don't want any more number 10 is Yoshi Tatsu he is the, uh, the former WWE star Yoshi Tatsu right um, he, uh, sorry, not star. He was a WWE signing. Um, he, <laughs> he, he did not have a good run in WWE. He got, he got sort of wasted very quickly and really it destroyed his career in Japan as well. He, um, he never recovered to the level that he was at before he went to WWE. Mm. Um, he has sort of disappeared again. Uh, he also had his neck broken by AJ Styles who gave him a Styles Clash and, uh, Styles Clash is the one move apparently that you don't like most moves tuck in your chin right. to protect yourself. The one where you have to not tuck in your chin okay. to protect yourself. If you, you tuck in your chin, happening. yeah, he, he, you will land on your head. And that's what <laughs> happened to Yoshitatsu. Right. I would say AJ Styles shouldn't have invented one move which circumvents the one rule in wrestling. <laughs> but you're like, remember, always yeah. tuck your chin, apart from there's one. There is one exception. 
What's that? Don't worry about it. I'm Don't sure. I'm sure it. you won't I'll... face him. You'll be fine. Was that the guy? Was this the guy? Was this the guy? I've had a big breakfast. I'm sleepy. Oh, oh, I've, we've just done like 604 moves. Is the 605th going to be the, the one that the I have one, to... The one I get paralysed for. I, yeah. I feel... Ta- oh, oh no. Stupid AJ. Um, <laughs> number 11 is Blue Thunder, Yuji Nagata. He, uh, he's a, a, a long-term main eventer mm. from the sort of uh, late 90s, uh, maybe even the mid-90s. Um, you know, past his prime, but still one of those guys. New Japan has a really nice way of a lot of people. So Yuji Nagata, you could see him on cards even earlier this year. They don't humiliate people as they get older. Yeah. They might have them struggle to win. They might not win as often, but they give them a sort of very graceful way out. They're never humiliated, the New yeah. Japan stars. And so Yuji Nagata here and Hiroyoshi Tenzan, who comes out after, they're guys who have had long haul of fame careers. And they've gone, do you know what? We're not going to have them in the top mix or anything, but they are, the fans love them. They have given this industry a lot and we will keep on using them and just I, it, there's such a sense of respect that comes to their wrestlers that I really I, I really sort of think about all the stuff we've seen and all the sort of like human debris that has been left in the wake of their career in wrestling mm. and you do sort of watch Japan and go oh, they, they seem they to treat people right yeah and, and those people keep giving back to the company and yeah. uh, that's good for everyone uh, <laughs> a moral lesson there uh, out comes uh, uh, Hiro Saito at number 13 again he, he looks properly like a bloke who's just been pulled out of a pub and you've gone <laughs> we're one short mate yeah. can you stick on Get the jacket involved, and go yeah, in yeah, yeah. and in he runs um, and the final person is um, Scott Norton who mm. is a, a, an American performer he was a former IWGP champion in the very early 90s um, and uh, a member of the NWO in WCW in the mid-90s when it got much too big. He had been gone for a long, long time, but he was a big star at the time, you know. Right. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, what would it be, probably first three, four Westerners to hold the IWGP Championship, um, certainly since post-87. Mm. I'm going to add that in so that nobody <laughs> writes in, um, when it became a proper belt. Um, they are delighted to see him. He is amazingly unchanged by time. And they let him have some fun. Mm. And so it's just a really sweet... Uh, it comes down to Michael Elgin and Cheeseburger. Again, they have that... This only happens because New Japan, they don't really care about this match. Mm. They have a basic thing which is going, let's get Michael Elgin over. Yeah. He's, um, he's done well for us. You know, we'll, we'll make him look strong. And it comes down to Cheeseburger because they're not that bothered. Because <laughs> this is a fun match and yeah. Michael Elgin can win it. So why have him do a big hard bit at the end when everyone's having so much fun? Mm. So you give him cheeseburger, he squashes cheeseburger, <laughs> looks all the more impressive doing it, and uh, it just—it's it, a great start. <laughs> it's a great start. You also get with cheeseburger rather than a, a thing where you get two guys hitting each other and one of them just scrapes it. With cheeseburger, you can just go, just throw him around, <laughs> and it will be spectacular. <laughs> just throw that guy around, and you will look a million bucks. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Um, it's it's uh, when they've done these before, they haven't always worked. Mm. There have been some really terrible battle royals, uh, and I forgot that the year before, um, it, I thought it might be this one, and I have my fingers crossed. Uh, we, I think we did see an appearance from Haku. Really? Yeah, he popped oh. back in. Uh, it might have been this one, or it may have been the year after. <laughs> we'll find out. I'm going to go home and watch it. It's not like I've watched, I would say, nine hours of wrestling in the last day. Uh, it's going to be great. I enjoyed that uh, Scott Norton, when they have to change music for copyright purposes or you know licensing mm. agreements, with Scott Norton, they did say at the top of the screen, the music has been altered due to licensing restrictions. You're like, good, do that everywhere. 
Yeah. Because then we're not confused. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They did have a lot that are just blaring stuff. I mean, they're, 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 it, it's a funny one because it's a bit like the Sandman uh, in ECW where he mm. has that um, Metallica song and they would sort of license it for one live show. And, <laughs> and then on the network, you don't have it and you lose all the impact of it. Mm. People, there, there are some people here who have like iconic Japanese wrestling songs. And as soon as it goes and you're watching it here, yeah. they've lost them right. because they're sort of Japanese pop songs or anything. Mm. It's a real shame. Some people take it really, really badly. <laughs> it's, it's a bit like taking out Star Wars' music just for Britain. Yeah. Having an umpire band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've managed one match. Pete, have mm. you got another one in you? I've got another one in me. Go on then. Let's have officially match one yes. of the pay-per-view. Tiger Mask W versus Tiger the Dark. The animation match. The animation. <laughs> the promotional match. The promotional match. I've no idea what that means. I'm not really sure. New series of an anime was debuting uh, right. called Tiger Mask W. Yes. Tiger Mask, the original wrestler, was based on an anime. Yes. Uh, and so obviously the, there's a wrestling uh, theme that mm. runs through Tiger Mask, the animation. So they brought out uh, two wrestlers to take part in a a sort of... Confusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we would never... Would we see Tiger Mask W again? I think he did a couple more matches. Mm. Uh, in this case, the guy under the mask as, as Tiger Mask is Kota Ibushi. And Kota Ibushi was the hottest free agent in the world. Yeah. People were crying out for him to join New Japan. They were so excited. <laughs> and he couldn't agree on it. So he ended up uh, doing this weird sort of promotional match. Right. He's taking on the American uh, performer, ACH, who, um, uh, if you're a patron, you'll, you'll have read the newsletter many months ago that talks about his leaving uh, WWE when they uh, referred to him as, uh, well, it, it was over a T-shirt that was uh, certainly had racial connotations right. with his character, a character called Jordan Miles, who was pictured as a huge, great smile, which... Oh, right, yes, 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 He took... Um, you know, absolutely acceptable uh, umbrage too. Um, great wrestler. I mean, Kota Ibushi is oddly could be at this point, you know, one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Mm. And he is on in a little thing where he's pretending to be <laughs> what Scooby Doo. <laughs> Just really well, strange. Well, Tiger the Dark, I think the design of the mask is a little bit furries. You know, the furries who want to yes. fuck each other dressed as. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a little yeah. bit. I've clicked on too many things on the internet and now I'm watching Peter Griffin fuck his daughter. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit like, oh, no, he's one of those sex people. Yeah. It's the slightly long hair. Yeah. That they've stuck on as well is a bit sort of. I don't know. It's, it's a bit. <laughs> It's a bit extra, and that makes me kind of go, it's not been designed very well, so therefore it's been done by an amateur. Um, but they look, you know, they have a good match. It's it's oh. fine. This one's fine. It, yeah. I, like, it, this whole show is obviously respected, um, and it starts to get very hot very quickly, and you before you know it, you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing in the world. This yeah. is the best thing in the world. Tiger Master W is also accompanied by um, a PE teacher. She just looks like a PE teacher, Mark. <laughs> there's, Some random woman. The, 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 Hello. She does a wonderful... Uh, there's one of the voiceover artists is there, and they sort of mm. show a shot of her, and there's just that thing of... I've, it's only Japanese people who have the ability to look bashful. <laughs> so she knows that she's coming out, and she's in front of all these people. Yeah. And she, that she sits down at ringside, Someone comes over with a camera and she goes, oh, I'm shy. <laughs> Just amazing. Um, uh, there's, there's a point to be made about this, this match, which is, I think, in any other show, this could have been one of the best matches you've ever seen. Mm. You know, certainly, you know, most cards you go, that was the best match. On yeah. this, it is by far the worst match. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's and in, it was fine. It just, I mean, it's incredible. Kota <laughs> Bushi uh, would go on to sign. And you can see that this is, you know, 
it's just so strange that you turn up and you're like, <laughs> they, they, they must have been like, you can basically be in whatever match you want. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not ready to sign yet. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I will do. I'm going to put on this hat. <laughs> just really strange. <laughs> uh, match number two, uh, the IWGP mm. Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson versus Rapongi Vice, Rocky mm. Romero and Trent Beretta. Uh, the Bucks... The Bucks, we've seen the Bucks. Have we seen the Bucks? We've seen the Bucks together. Oh, we've seen them in real we've life. Seen them in real life. Yes. Have you seen the Bucks on WrestleMe? No, I we haven't. Have. No. no, this is the first time. Uh, what was Peter's reaction to the Bucks? I very much enjoyed them. I enjoyed them when we saw them in real life. And yeah, I, I liked <laughs> I liked uh, very much one of the Bucks forcing being forced into doing a socket with his arms <laughs> yes. with someone controlling his arms but they were great they were endlessly excellent and I loved everyone I think the one thing that kind of sets the show apart from anything else is um, the English speakers just speaking all the way through and it adds such a dimension that you didn't have before mm. and there, and, and I've got way more respect from some of the people I've seen before uh, wrestle how, how good they are when they're, when they're just doing their, their talkie talks yeah it's I, I, I mean I, I am I haven't actually asked you <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly thought, what What did you think of this? What do you mean? As in the whole because, thing? Yeah, the whole thing, you know, because this is this is your first proper long yeah. Japanese wrestling mm. thing. I'm, I know you've seen clips and we've done odd matches and things. Yeah. Did, did you find this watchable? Have you got yeah, to no, the stage I did. yet no, where I you're did. like... I, I, I drank uh, a glass of wine and I watched it and it was bloody great. I really enjoyed it. And, and, but it sort of gets... I, I'm trying to think what... Whereabouts it... I, I think I wrote down... Like, I think it might be match eight where I'm like, fuck, this is yeah. just, it is uh, Hiroki, uh, Hiroki Goto and, Goto uh, and Shibata. Shibata. Um, just absolutely going for it. I was like, you know, the, there's the, the whole thing, there was very few matches over like 17 minutes. Mm. And then there was only one that was to hit 25. So like, it was just, just pure, no promos, no bullshit, just in the ring people fucking about i loved it it's uh, there is something amazing about new japan about how you look at a card like this mm. and they haven't just gone oh this match does this this match does that they've yeah. gone what happens from the first match till the last yeah how do we orchestrate this to build to a pitch mm. and you're absolutely right you get that thing and i think it's you can see it replicated not just in the event but you can see it replicated in, and that's a great match to you know that's 100 percent the match that i would use for this analogy yeah the go-to and shibata one the the build you start going this is all right but you know it's okay. And there comes a moment where you go, fuck it. A, fl- a switch has flicked here. And I'm actually now quite into this. And then you're going, this is a fever pitch. Yeah. It's amazing how that can be replicated over the actual card. Mm. What you get here with the, with the Bucks is a bit of sort of like fun. You know, one of the things that they're, that they're criticized for, and they are a, a uniquely important act in modern wrestling. The reason for that being they represented an entirely new breed of pro wrestler. So they started in the backyards. They didn't have any sort of family connections. They didn't go to a you know big well-known wrestling school. They didn't get snapped up by you know the WWE feeder system or anything like that. What they started doing was they just started working to a point where they became the most in-demand wrestlers in the world. Yeah, and they never did that through having mainstream exposure. The brief bits of mainstream exposure they had, things like TNA, they had a run two thousand and nine to two eleven, did them more damage. They made a name for themselves entirely by turning up at every indie event that they were booked at mm. and putting on the best match on on the card. Right. And they just they 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 managed to 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 make something new under the sun, not because of the way they wrestled in the ring, which was pretty unique. It was the way that they marketed themselves. And what they did was they made themselves like an empire 
based on the merchandise that they put out. Mm. And that merchandise enabled them to turn down offers that other wrestlers at that position would have had to take and been ruined. And so it was a new business model that they brought into wrestling, which is as important as anything they ever did in the (laughs) ring. Um, They they became this sort of successful self-employed talent that could go anywhere that would pay their price and then they would also make five or six times as much by selling their merch. Yeah. And so they just became in demand and totally, totally independent. Mm. Um, they're like Bruiser Brody, but they've got 12,000 T-shirts in the van. <laughs> right? um, it, it, it did change the way that independent wrestlers worked. And that, that is fascinating. I'm fascinated with stuff like that. I really am. Um, the, I had to look at some of the figures. And there was a point where Hot Topic, which is a US sort of clothing, mm. uh, like, like, a bit like Topshop. Mm. Got a bit more goffy. Yeah, they do T-shirts, mm. but basically. They did a deal with uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, and they put in uh, a load of Bullet Club T-shirts, Jericho T-shirts, Young Bucks T-shirts, mm. things like that. The Bullet Club T-shirts, in four months, they sold, just through Hot Topic, half a million T-shirts. <laughs> in the same period, Young Bucks T-shirts, they sold 100,000. Mm. So they were working at this unbelievable level of merch. <laughs> They are they were controversial. They are controversial within wrestling because what they lack is the thing that Japan you would think they would need the most, and that is ring psychology. So uh, you know, I'm I'm not here to say the Young Bucks need to change their act. I'm just saying <laughs> the thing that they do, the thing, the big criticism against them was always that they were spot monkeys. They do spectacular moves. They'd be straight back up. There was no sort of lasting effect. Yeah. You didn't have that thing of building a match. You just kept on piling the great moves on after great move after great move after great move. Mm. Then it would end spectacularly. And people were going, that's not wrestling. That is wrestling because wrestling can be whatever people want it to be. And also a spot monkey, great name for a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. The spot monkey. Uh, Will Ospreay and Ricochet, of course, <laughs> in that best yes. of the super juniors thing. That was exactly the criticism that was leveled against mm. them. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it will always that be match wrong. Was spectacular. Yeah, and what you get here is you get the you know a, a great match. The, the the Bucks have always been a hot act. You know, mm. the, it's again. This is probably not the time to talk about them. I'd almost like to do a proper indie show where we talk about them. This is them in New Japan, and they are just you know huge. They're part of Bullet Club. Mm. You know, they are big stars. Rocky Romero is on the other team, and Rocky Romero I love. So he was a a, a guy who made his name in Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. Uh, matches and uh, teams within New Japan. And um, he was basically too small to have succeeded in the US during his prime. Had he come along five, ten years later, he probably would have been a massive indie star. Mm. I think he was just a little bit too small. He found that niche in Japan and did really, really well. The Japanese took him to their hearts. He was one of the earliest American wrestlers who could speak Japanese right? Uh, it, it, from his generation. Mm. And so, you know, he really got over with that. Um, he worked as a talent liaison as well with the US ta- with the US sort of talent mm. he was a spotter and so a lot of the huge success that New Japan had you can really sort of put at the feet of Rocky Romero certainly when it came to bringing in people like you know the Bucks and uh, mm. and and well Cody I suppose you know mm. it's um it's a great little match it's exactly everything you want from one of those junior tag team matches where everyone is just working flat out yeah well um, what is it, it, it Beretta and um, Rocky Romero the Rapongi Vice um obviously yeah. duo um are they on the side of good or are they police or pimps? I can't tell. Oh, are they are they making the vice or are they, they stopping are the vice? Very much making the vice. The making the yeah. vice. Yeah, Rocky right, Romero okay. has, wears a horrible sort of dirty chinchilla coat, and uh, <laughs> it's all um, this sort of disgusting popping sort of mm. rapongi. <laughs> uh, but yes, they were very much that sort of. I think what they were pretty much was a uh, a, a proper stereotype of the westerner who went to Rapongi. 
Right, okay. That sort of thing. Yeah. So they were sleazy and yeah. uh, disrespectful. Dirty, and, Dirty boys. Yes. Mm. Bad little boys. <laughs> <laughs> Bad little boys banned from Rapongi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, a, a classic sort of, you know, New Japan, just simple match. They, it doesn't outstay its welcome. It's all action. Yeah. That, that's also the difference with, with New Japan and, and WWE. Th- these are all action. Yeah, you, you don't get people about. Just, messing just, about, <laughs> look, you know, just lying on the floor, <laughs> talking to the crowd. Giving the commentators time to go, oh, he's been snapped in half. And yeah. this, oh, this is terrible. What's going to happen to his family? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just go, do you know what? Have four people there and just chuck them at each other. It'd be fucking brilliant. Oh, it's so, so refreshing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, should, I should say I, I, I actually love matches of the Young Bucks mm. I would always watch a Young Bucks match mm. and, I, and I know you know people are snooty about them are very much like you know well they're all the same well do you know what, do you, what are they all do the you know same also they're always <laughs> the same macaroni cheese and I, <laughs> and I, will, I will eat as much of that as you can give me if macaroni cheese is on the menu I am eating it every time do you know what frankly. do you know what I, I actually can't remember the last time even when I've had bad macaroni cheese I've been like it's still good, <laughs> still good. even that stuff that Americans have where it comes out all dried and you put hot water in it yeah. and you mix it up it's beautiful. It's fine. What's that about? It's fine. You know what it is? You know, it's 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 like it's like love, isn't it, right? <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, the real thing is great, but you know what? Even if it's not real, yeah. you paid for it and it's synthetic and strange. Um, uh, what's the still, fine. <laughs> still fine. Still fine. Still mate. better than not having the Rapong- it. <laughs> with Beretta and Rocky Romero. Rapongi. Rapongi. Oh no. Um <laughs> been... I'm gonna go to Rapongi and make love to a massive macaroni cheese. <laughs> Get deported. <laughs> that man's putting little macaroni cheese up his winky. Um Wrestle Kingdom eleven. Uh, we'll be back uh, with more of this next week if that's you right with you. But if you want to hear it right now, if you want to hear what happens with the Bullet Club and I don't know, Bush Evil and Sonada and, and David Finley and Ricochet and Satoshi Kojima. I imagine there's no one out there who's like, I am looking forward really? to hearing about David Finley. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's good. So, you know, check your privilege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, head on over to pitcher.com forward slash wrestle and you can listen to what happens next right now. Rapongi me, Peter! Rapongi me, Mark! This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.